Troy hires Notre Dame's offensive coordinator, Jared Parker, as their new head coach. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. We'll talk about Troy hiring their new head coach. ODU lets it slip away in a big way in the famous Toastery Bowl to WKU, Western Kentucky, with a huge second half and mostly fourth quarter comeback. We'll get into that, and we'll preview uh, this week's polls, starting with the 68 Ventures Bowl. You got South Alabama really hosting Eastern Michigan in Mobile. Don't forget, we got Transfer Portal stuff, National Signing Day, is coming up. I'm heading to South Florida, uh, at, well, beginning tomorrow, but we're still going to have, uh, actually, today, as it turns out. We'll still have shows, so don't go anywhere. Uh, and as a nice Jewish boy, we'll probably have them all the holidays, uh, over the holidays as well. So let's talk about Troy. Pete Thamel from ESPN reported, and it got confirmed by Josh Boutwell. And then Troy announced that they hired, kind of out of nowhere, apparently, the Notre Dame offensive coordinator, Jared Parker, uh, spelled with a G, uh, not Gerard uh, or anything like that, but Jared Parker, uh, the Notre Dame offensive coordinator. He was a teammate of John Summerall and coached under Neil Brown. And he was the new, he replaced Tommy Reese, who went to LSU as the offensive coordinator for Brian Kelly. And he was the Notre Dame offensive coordinator this year. So let's check out Notre Dame's offense, which was pretty good. Maybe not as explosive as you would have liked it to be. Audrey guessed to me with uh, almost 1,400 yards, 18 touchdowns. And the quarterback, quarterback, Sam Hartman, I mean, had a pretty good season with uh, 2,700 yards and 24 touchdowns. Maybe not quite as explosive as uh, they would have liked, or maybe as Hartman may have thought. They did, uh, let's see here. They did have a close ball game against Ohio State. They did beat Duke in a ball game. Riley Leonard got hurt at the end. Uh, they got hammered by Louisville. They hammered Southern California, blew out Pitt, lost to Clemson in a pretty good ball game, and then uh, finished up strong against Wake and Stanford. They finished nine and Three. Let me see if I got points uh, per ball game here because we got that Notre Dame stats. Uh, can't do the math in my head. Usually these things come math wise pretty good, but I mean the Notre Dame offense was pretty good this year. I don't think it was at the upper echelon of college football. They certainly scored. A lot of points, uh, right? You know, 42 against against some worse teams, against some lesser teams, not worse teams, against some lesser teams. 42 against Navy, 56 against uh, Tennessee State, 45 against NC State, 41 against Central Michigan. Then they played Ohio State, they only scored 14. Then they played Duke, they only scored 21. Against Louisville, they only scored 20. So the competition got a little bit tougher, and there went the offense. Southern California, they put up 48, but everyone scored against Southern Cal. Nice win against Pittsburgh, as we mentioned. A uh, tough loss against Clemson on the road, 31-23. That's a nice win for Clemson. Uh, but it appears they got uh, they got the guy. 
So we'll see where we are uh, in the Sun Belt for next season. So let's quickly do a little bit of a preview because, I mean, I could be off the top of my head. Is Kane Womack going to be the <laughs> longest tenured coach in the Sun Belt West? I, th- I think that's going to be the case, right? Troy is going to have the new coach, as we mentioned, uh, Jared Parker. Texas State, G.J. Kinney, year number two. No, Arkansas State, Butch Jones will be in his fourth year. Okay, so that's the same. Southern Miss will have Will Hall. He's actually in his fourth year. And Monroe has a new coach in Brian Vincent. So there are actually three coaches all coming in at the same time. Going to be in their fourth uh, season. Uh, Mike Desimo will be in his third season. Let's go over to the other side. Uh, James Madison has a new coach. Coastal Carolina's uh, Tim Beck will be in his second year. App State Sean Clark's been there a while. Uh, Ricky Ronnie will be in his, I think, at least his third year, if not more. Georgia State, uh, Sean Elliott's been there a bit. Charles Huff will be in his fourth year. And Clay Helton will be in his third year. So we do have a couple of new head coaches. Uh, what do we got? Two new head. We got two new, uh, three new head coaches. Three new head coaches. And a little bit of veteran uh, over in the West. All right. So now you look who could, could Troy keep it up, right? Is Kamani Vidal coming back? Chris Lewis is coming back. Uh, we know Gunnar Watson will not be back, right? <laughs> He's played college football for a while. Uh, we'll, we're waiting to find out if um, TJ Finley for Texas State is coming back. South Alabama is losing a bunch, right? Carter Bradley won't be back. Aladanian Webb has already announced he's playing. Um, he's going pro. And Colin Lacey is uh, going to Louisville. He transferred to Louisville. So that's their top three offensive players. So it will be, per se, a rebuilding mode in a big way for South Alabama. All right. Now, Arkansas State, they seem to be heading in the right direction, right? They're going bowling. Uh, Jalen Rayner will be back. Cajuns, the question is, who comes back? They've had a couple of guys since they lost in the bowl game on Saturday uh, indicate they're going into the transfer portal. Uh, Some important guys, and we'll talk about those guys in another episode, but no, as of yet, this could change by the time the episode is out, but no um, Zeon Chris, no Draylon Washington, no Zylan Perry, no uh, Robert Williams, no uh, Harvey Broussard. You know, none of the key offensive players just yet. All right. So that's important. Uh, you don't have any, we don't have any idea about what Monroe's going to do. And, you know, Southern Miss is still looking for their quarterback. So, you know, the West is going to be really up for grabs next year. I mean, it could be all Louisiana's, to be honest with you. It could be Texas State's, or we'll see what Jared Parker comes in. We're not going to discount him because he's a first year head coach because the guy he's replacing just won the Sun Belt. Two years in a row as a wait for it, first time head coach. Now, should be should mention uh, Phil Steele mentioned when John Summerall came in, they had some talent at Troy, so it didn't surprise him. It may have surprised the rest of us, but it didn't surprise Phil Steele. I'm not sure he predicted some of championship uh, material, but he thought Troy was going to be better than they were, uh, and they have been. Now, maybe you're going to have a little bit of turnover uh, with the talent side. And, you know, he's, I mean, 
I mean, tough timing for Troy in terms of getting a coach in there, right? I'm not sure it's even been a week since John summerall has gone. And, you know, the portal's been open. You have signing day. Obviously, Canton can do anything on signing day, at least not him, right? That You're going to have to get the assistant coaches who are preparing for a bowl game in Birmingham uh, and the portal and signing. And he's got to decide who's going to stay and who's going to go and who he's going to bring with him. So, there's a lot on his plate, so we shall see. It looks to be a pretty good hire. I, I'm a big believer when you do come from a blue blood like that, uh, something along the way is is going to rub off. And he's coached, uh, you know, uh, with Neil Brown, who's been rather successful at Troy, stumbled a little bit at West Virginia, but had an okay year this year. Uh, and now he's coached under uh, Marcus Freeman, who, you know, has done uh, a pretty good job, to be honest with you, at Notre Dame. So it looks like Troy is has a pretty good head coach we will look forward to talking to him if not uh, at uh, on lockdown sunbelt but at sunbelt maybe days hopefully that will be the case hopefully we will get a chance to talk with him sooner obviously this is one of those things and we've talked about this with other coaches think what he has on his plate he was hired it was announced anyways december 18th all right so i presume he's leaving notre dame I don't, I don't know that. I haven't read that much about it in terms of the bowl game. But now he's got the holidays. Now he's got to move. Now he's got to get a coaching staff. You know, he's got to get into Troy recruiting. I mean, you can't do anything about the early signing period, but you damn well have to have something for February. So there's a lot on his plate. Like his head is going to be spinning until, I guess, at the, the, the time in between signing day and spring practice. All right, maybe he gets his breath at that point in time. All right, you know, I don't know if he's got a wife and kids, got to move them. Do they stay in South Bend through school? And then, you know, after spring ball, they move down and everyone is all big, happy family. I got no idea about his personal life, but it's just a lot going on at the same time uh, when you are new football, a college football head coach. All right, uh, let's take a time out. When we come back, boy, we're going to go over that famous toastery bowl. It, it got off to a tremendous start by ODU, but oh my goodness, they collapsed. All right. Uh, all right. Let, uh, let's take a time out. When uh, we come back, we'll talk about the ODU blowing it to Western Kentucky. Let me tell you about eBay Motors. Oh, it worked. We got that. All right. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easier to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. We'll preview the South Alabama EMU 68 Ventures Bowl a little bit later, but let's talk about ODU just falling apart. Western Kentucky with an incredible 38-35 victory come from behind a ball game. Western Kentucky was down 28 to nothing. 
They were down 21 to nothing at the 7.54 mark of the first quarter. Uh, it started out fantastic. Uh, Grant Wilson converted a third and 13 for a 79 yard run or 70. Yeah. On a 79 yard run. And then a couple plays later, uh, an easy one yard touchdown pass seven, nothing. All right. We had a, I believe there was a fumble and Kadarius Calloway ends up running it in for a five yard touchdown and it's 14, nothing. Then you had a Chris Kane, 30 yard pick six and it's 21, nothing. And I'm pretty sure, hold on a second. Let's see this. Let's see uh, the drives, okay? Because by the time it was 21 nothing, by the time it was 21 nothing, they had, Old Dominion had completed, had done a total of nine plays offensively. Nine plays. They're leading 21 nothing. They've had a total of nine plays. Uh, Western Kentucky fumbled, had an interception, and fumbled on their three possessions. And Old Dominion took full advantage of it. Three touchdowns. It is 21 zip. Western Kentucky then gets on the board. 10 play, 77 yard drive. They switched quarterbacks is what happened. They made a change. Uh, thank goodness, because they had to do something. Tyson Helton, was, or Turner Helton was the starter. Tyson Helton is the uh, head coach. And uh, they decided, uh, Turner wasn't, it wasn't working. So they had to go to... Uh, they went to, I think, the fourth-string quarterback, Caden Veltkamp, and he had himself a ball game. Freshman, local kid, apparently, out of Bowling Green, 40 of 52, 383 yards, five touchdowns, did have one interception. So it was 28-7 at half, and it was still 35-14 into the fourth quarter. All right. Western, I should say, ODU still made it a, let me see here, a 35-14 ball game with 3.04 to go in the fourth, in the third quarter. And then they just didn't have offense. They did not have any offense. Here about, you want to talk about defensive adjustments from Western Kentucky in the first half. In the first half, ODU rushed for 140 yards. They rushed 11 times for more than 12 and a half yards a carry. In the second half, they rushed 20 times for 56 yards for 2.8 yards a carry. You have to be kidding me. They went from 12.7 yards to 2.8 yards per carry. And it was, it was a couple of breakdowns. It was some huge breakdowns for ODU specifically on the last scoring drive for Western Kentucky in the fourth quarter. They get a sack. First of all, Old Dominion is doing this three-man rush thing, which is working in the beginning, but not so much at the end. They're rushing three. Finally, they bring uh, some uh, pressure, and on third and five, they sack a belt camp for a 10-yard loss. It is fourth and 14. They just don't cover the wide receiver. I think it was Mario Thompson. Just, he saw him, he looked at him, but he kept on looking back at the QB. Um, I don't get it. And so he made, you got to throw it in the end zone. Uh, and he found Katie Hutchinson 
for uh, the 15-yard touchdown. They only went for one, which I don't blame uh, the coach for, for doing that because ODU hasn't done anything. Okay. So now uh, ODU gets the ball first. ODU gets the ball first in overtime. And wouldn't you know it, they switched to Monday Night Live. We're like first and second down. It's now third and 13. And we switched ESPN channels. Don't know what happened. All right. <laughs> so miss the conversion from Grant Wilson, who gets it down uh, towards the five. Uh, they converts the first down. Then they get another first down. And it's like first and goal at the one. They don't get it in first and goal at the one. They don't get it in the first, uh, second and goal at the one. At third and goal in the one, they don't get it in either. And then on fourth and, and fourth and goal from inside the one, one of the tackles jumped. Now you can't go for it. Now you go for a field goal. They got it blocked. They got it blocked. And so now WKU can do the same thing that uh, Jacksonville State did, get it inside the 10, which they did, and they kick a field goal and uh, win the ball game. And the Sun Belt has just not looked very good at all. Uh, to be honest with you, I would rather have lost like the Cajuns did, if you're going to lose, than lost like ODU did. How, I don't know how you get over 28 nothing and 35, 28 nothing in the second quarter and 35-14 towards the end of the third and into the fourth quarter. I don't know how you get over that. I just, that's not something that I do. All right. I, I, don't, I can't get over that. Now, maybe the Cajuns feel the same way about their loss. I don't, I don't know, but that's a brutal loss. That's, that's an absolutely what did we do wrong loss. That's something that you're thinking about every time. Uh, that's a tough way to go into the offseason. You know, and Ricky Ronnie and, and company did such a great job to get into a bowl game, and they got off to a great start, and they just could not, they could not finish it off. That's a brutal loss by ODU. To go with the brutal loss by Georgia Southern, who that was worse because they just didn't show up until the second half. And, you know, the Cajuns played a tough ball game, lost, and uh, App State in a monsoon holds off uh, Miami of Ohio. So still the still just one and three, not looking good for uh, the Sun Belt when they probably could be the opposite. If the Cajuns win and ODU, they should certainly be two and two, but not looking good for uh, the Sun Belt. All right, let's take another time out. When we come back, we'll preview the 68 Ventures Bowl uh, that is pitting South Alabama. They're the road team, go figure, playing in their home stadium uh, against Eastern Michigan. And uh, once again, it appears the Sun Belt team, well, we'll see this. May not be only the Sun Belt team playing without their starting quarterback. Uh, this, kind, this time it's due to injury. We will do that when we come back after this. Before we do that, let's talk about thank you again for the subscriptions. All right, we're up over uh, 1,030 on YouTube. Please tell all the friends and family uh, about Lockdown Sunbelt. It continues to go. Really appreciate the support. Also, wherever you get your lockdown, wherever you get your audio podcast, please search for and look for Locked on a Sunbelt. It is a big help. We will continue the shows in South Florida. We probably will not be doing a special Boca Bowl episode with my Syracuse Orange and USF in it, but we will be at that ball game. So hopefully we'll get that done before we go to the game. After the game, maybe a little bit late. Uh, so hopefully we will do that and uh, we should have them through uh, the holiday. Again, we do have, we got all those bowl games to preview on uh, for Saturday and we'll get to all of them. 
Oh, we got signing day, so still lots to do uh, on Locked on Sunbelt. And, of course, now we got basketball rolling uh, in. A little bit of a break for the holiday, but Sunbelt play will start before the end of the year. So we will look at that as well. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Let's preview a little this about South Alabama and uh, Eastern Michigan. As we mentioned, guys, for South Alabama not playing, no LaDainian Webb, he's declared for the uh, draft. Uh, and I think he had a little bit of a turf toe situation. Colin Lacey's transferred to uh, Louisville. He's not playing. And Carter Bradley is maybe getting reps, but I don't think he's playing. The spread in this ball game is, is like two touchdowns. It may have gone up to like 16 already. Uh, now also not playing is, uh, Austin Smith. He's the Eastern Michigan quarterback. And let's see if I can get this quarterback's name right. Ike Udangwu III is going to step in. He's much more of a running quarterback. Uh, has only completed 46% of his passes for 100 yards on 28 attempts. He's the backup. He has not played much this year. That hasn't stopped other guys, as we've seen, from doing well in bowl games. All right. Uh, according to fansided.com, the EMU offense struggled all season. 117th in EPA per play. So, uh, in this case, doesn't think that the, that the drop-off can be too uh, dramatic. Now, this ball game is on, again, on Saturday. So, it's going to be interesting, right? There's going to be no students there. But you might have a lot of, you know, students coming home and going to the game with their parents, right? Maybe, I don't know, maybe Auburn and Alabama students. Coming back home, Troy students, I'm going to the ball game because they want to go with their parents. I don't know. Who knows how many Eastern Michigan folks are coming. Maybe they'll come down and continue going down to the beach for Christmas. So this is, you know, Christmas Eve is Sunday night. Christmas being Monday, this is the beginning of the Christmas weekend. So it'll be really interesting to see what the crowd is like. It usually looks really good with the student section there. And we've talked about that before, the way it fills up on the lower level, but there's going to be no students, um, at least, you know, not on campus, you know. We'll see if the community comes out and, and supports it. What time is the game? Let me see here. Do we have the time? 6 p.m. So it is an evening game, and I guess it depends what the, what the weather uh, could be like. At that point in time, it could be a little bit of an issue. Uh, who knows? Um, I'm going to pick South Alabama to win, but I'm going to pick Eastern Michigan to cover. I'm sure that Gio Lopez and Desmond Trotter are going to play, and it won't hurt Gio Lopez's uh, red shirt issue. Uh, bowl games are bonuses, so smart play by the NCAA. I presume, I won't be surprised uh, if Desmond Trotter starts the game and Gio Lopez spells him throughout. Uh, Desmond Trotter has been such a good soldier for the South Alabama uh, program. Uh, came in and actually had, what, what was his, he had a fantastic ball game against, they did lose. It wasn't Troy. It was Texas State. He had a fabulous ball game. Four touchdowns, one interception, 18 out of 21. For 216 yards, he had a fabulous ball game um, playing for uh, playing for the injured uh, Carter Bradley. So 
I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Desmond Trotter starts the ball game and then uh, Gio Lopez comes in and plays uh, as well because you want to see what he can do. You know, he put him in a tough spot when you, he's going to play at Troy. That's a tough spot. All right, this may be a little bit easier playing at home and certainly not against a team that is, you know, um, as good as Troy, with all due respect to Eastern Michigan. So I would think I'm going to pick Eastern Michigan to cover because I think 16 points is a lot when you're without your three best offensive players. And I'd say Devin Voison would be the fourth, but he hasn't been there all year long. So I'm going to pick South Alabama to win, but Eastern Michigan to cover, especially if it is more than a two, two touchdown point spread. We'll see if that line moves. We know LaDainian Webb's not playing. We know Colin Lacey's not playing. Uh, we don't know if Carter Bradley is not playing. I don't think he he's going to. He's going to got invited to the Hula Bowl. Didn't quite have the year that he was hoping to, to be in the Senior Bowl, which is a shame. Uh, but we do wish Carter all, all the best. He does have an NFL arm. If he can harness that talent, uh, he could be playing uh, in the NFL. So we'll see how that works out. But I'll take South Alabama uh, to win, Eastern Michigan to cover. I will say, as the betting goes, was not the greatest of all weekends. Um. I did not take McNeese, which I would have. That was a good move. Not to bet. Admittingly, I would have lost. And I would have taken ODU today. In fact, I was disappointed when I forgot about it and didn't take them and would have lost. Hmm. So we'll see what what we do on some of these bowl games. Uh, Don't necessarily going to bet on Eastern Michigan, but they're going to cover and South Alabama is going to win. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, We will be doing this show from somewhere on the way to South Florida uh, for tomorrow's episode. So I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Once again, I'm your host, Dave Schultz. You've been watching Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, Enjoy the week, and we'll again talk with you again tomorrow.